Michael from from six until eighteen has all these trophies, and then there's a twenty year gap, and then he's got a bunch of like running participation trophies. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Congrats, you completed a 10K. (laughs) (laughs) And then your daughter's like, my dad was a legend. (laughs) Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Are You Ready for Another? The ongoing conversation about life, beer, and what lies ahead. Hey, I'm Kevin Murphy. And I'm Michael Moyer. Kevin, what what are you drinking tonight? So tonight I have an interesting one. Uh, this is from um, Keller House Brewing Company out in Montana. Uh, this is another one of the beers that they brought back. Uh, my my in laws brought back for me when they did their uh, uh, national park tour over the summer. Um, but this is called the MPS. It is a pale ale with lemon hops. And uh, so Keller House Brewing Company has teamed up with the legendary Seattle based. Uh, rock band Pearl Jam to launch MPS Pool, uh, Pool Ale, a limited edition uh, pale ale brewed with lemon drop hops. Um, a portion of the proceeds for the MPS Pool Ale sales will be donated to the Montana Pool Services, a nonprofit founded by P- Pearl Jam's Jeff Amit, who is the bass player, who was born and raised in Montana. Uh, MPS organizes and funds world-class skate parks in rural and isolated communities for young people. Um, so I should take a drink of this. <laughs> <laughs> that was a mouthful. And while you're drinking that, yeah, I, I found a link on uh, brewbound.com. Pearl Jam and Kettle House release collaboration beer. Um, yeah, this is pretty interesting. It's well, actually pretty good. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, the the lemon drop hops or whatever. It's just very subtle. It doesn't feel like I'm drinking like a shandy or something that's like really you know taste forward with the the lemonness. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I'm digging it. What what is your history? You know, you're a few years younger than me, but what 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 is your background with Pearl Jam as a as a band in your life? Right, like. Any connection with them? Did you ever own any CDs? Did you ever have a part of them with you? No, I don't. I think I think I was just on that cusp of of not really being a part of that 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 scene. Like I I rem- I have memories of like Nirvana and Pearl Jam and the the Seattle grunge rock growing up, mm-hmm. but I think I was still maybe too young to really like be into it or really kind of care that it was happening yeah um besides like hearing their stuff on the radio yeah um you yeah. know i i i don't i i never like sought that stuff out yeah um even even as i got older you know because then i kind of morphed into like you know being obsessed with pink floyd and 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 i wasn't you know pink floyd and pearl jam are two different complete sounds so <laughs> um yeah i never i never really got into them yeah. Yeah, it it it's funny because I feel like you know grunge really kicked the door open in like 92ish, mm-hmm. right? Um and of course it took over the radio or at least the radio where we were listening at, you know, and it was mm-hmm. Nirvana and Soundgarden and uh, Pearl Jam and mm-hmm. just uh the the one band that was a collab between uh, Chris Cornell and somebody else. I'm going hungry. I'm on hungry. Yeah. 
what the hell's that song? I'm going <laughs> hungry. Uh, grunge song. It's like something of the Temple of the Dog. Yeah, it it, it literally was um, lead singer of Pearl Jam and Chris Cornell. Right? Yeah. It was. Uh, I'm blanking on. St- it was at Stone Temple Pilots. No, no, no. no. That they were they were another band. Okay, um, you know. Um, it was uh, it, it was an American rock supergroup formed in 1990. So how could they be a supergroup? They weren't like huge yet then. <laughs> but it was Chris Cornell, Eddie Vedder from Pearl Jam. That's okay. what I'm blanking on. Uh-huh. But, you know, Eddie Vedder singing the I'm going hungry. And then Chris Cornell's in the background. I'm going hungry. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, that was just all over the radio uh-huh. along like interspliced with the latest, uh, you know, Brian Adams from Prince of Thieves <laughs> movie, uh-huh. you know, and to me, it was just all popular music and stuff. And so like, it, it's almost like video games at the time for me, there was just so many video games coming out and systems. It was just like, well, yeah, sure. That's good. But like, it, it took a very specific thing to like grab me right mm-hmm. with video games. It was Zelda. And I was like, right. Oh, this is a thing I like. And I like focused solely on it. Um, and it wasn't until Pink Floyd happened that I really just focused on Pink Floyd, right? Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking about it the other day, and it's true with music, as true it is with video games with me, is like, I'm into collecting video games now, uh-huh. and I'm like, why didn't I play that sequel, right? Like, like the sequel came out, and I was like, eh, I don't care, I already yeah. played it. And there was something in my mind that I was like, oh, I've already played that game, why would I play the sequel? Mm-hmm. Even though I loved that game. Did you ever have any feeling like that? Like, oh why should i get the next that next it's strange to you get what i'm getting at yeah yeah um i'm i'm trying to think of specific um instances but i yeah i can't really think because like we played we played the sequel to donkey kong yeah we played that quite a bit so i i wouldn't say that would be one but But the third one yeah yeah the third one that had the baby yeah kind of just like eh Eh, you know eh. (laughs) And, and, and i was thinking about that the same thing with music is bare naked lady so here's what i was listening to in 1992 when you know grunge just exploded right we had dada's first album puzzle um, which speaks for itself mm-hmm. we had um i was listening to tom petty at the time which you know it's tom petty so you know that's all good and stuff mm-hmm. but bare naked ladies first album gordon came out mm. right yeah so c- contrast gordon which I still think is their best album by far. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> compared to like Nevermind from Nirvana, like uh-huh. even though that wasn't Nirvana's first album, but that's like when they like erupted. It's just right. such like a different world. And I was in a, such a right happy go lucky phase. I wasn't like ready to listen to like the drudges of the world yet. You know, <laughs> I didn't hit puberty yet. It was what ninety two would have been fourth, fifth grade, right? Mm-hmm. Sixth grade for me. <laughs> It, it, but but anyways, Pearl Jam has followed a similar trajectory as Fish. They have a very dedicated fan base. Mm-hmm. Pearl Jam was one of the first bands to start releasing live CDs, right? Of just okay. each show. Yeah. Hey, you want that show last night? Here you go. It was literally, I think, the same summer that Fish started doing live. And they weren't uh-huh. the first bands to do this. Grateful Dead did it. I'll, yeah. But, but like as a CD format, it was like, yep, the whole entire summer's show in the late nineties, we're going to just start releasing and you can buy it as a mm-hmm. CD. Yeah. And that was just kind of mind blowing and Pearl jam. I always liked them because they had the big fight with Ticketmaster, and they obviously lost because Ticketmaster is bigger than ever. Yeah. 
<laughs> and like, but they always had this following that I always um, was uh, not envious of, but I could I could appreciate their fan base of mm-hmm. really being in the Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. And and I always like wanted to get into Pearl Jam, but I just I there was something off that just didn't click with me. It wasn't yeah. off. It was just it didn't click with me and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so to this day, whenever Pearl Jam comes out with something, I'm like. You know, I I still appreciate them. I uh-huh. I, I love that they're doing. I love that they're partnering with this brewery, right? And I'll listen to their album. I'll just be like, okay, yeah, it's some good songs. But it's just I'm I'm missing something. And I I know for a fact that's how people feel about bands like Fish or any of the bands that I like, right? Like they're just like I just can't get it, man. <laughs> you know, yeah, like I yeah. do not understand it. Right. And it's not that I don't understand Pearl Jam, but they just don't. They just don't grab me like that, you know? Um, yeah. It's one of those, I'm just kind of sad about that. I wish they did, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I wish I, wish I could just grab onto that. I, 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 I kind of see what you're coming from is, is I've always been kind of envious of those people that are just like diehard, insert band's name, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Um, like, we were super into groups, you know, throughout the years, but like, I'm talking like the people that, that are on like the insider list that are like getting pumped up because they know so-and-so's in a studio and the new album's coming out. Like I just, I wish I had like that much enthusiasm for, for a group, you know? Um, it's, it, 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 it's definitely, it's a fine line between like obsession, right? Like you uh don't want to be like, Oh my God, that is just pathetic. How obsessed they are with. Right. Right. But, um, yeah, no, completely get it. Well, Long way of saying tonight, my drink is. <laughs> <laughs> I am drinking uh, to continue my trend of what I, I stated I was going to do um, last week, even though I had a beer. Was uh, I'm drinking uh, an iced tea by Herbal Sage Company. It's their exotic black blend, and the um, uh, this is. And I, I think I said that my my wife had purchased me like a Christmas, or not Christmas present for my birthday. She had purchased me um, a like a, a, a what do they call it? Cold brew container, right? Mm-hmm. So that I could mm-hmm. like just you know cold brew my iced tea, right? And it is the um, <clears throat> it's called Oval Wear, and it's their RJ three. It's just this kind of. A cool little glass thing. It almost looks like a, a scientific beaker, like you to get in a, a chemistry class or something mm-hmm. and stuff. But um, <laughs> uh, I've I've been doing that. Um, I've been experimenting with putting the bags through it, doing it loose leaf, doing it not. I I can't. I'm sure I could tell the difference. I've been yeah, trying it at eight yeah. hours, nine hours, ten hours, different things and stuff. But it's funny because for years I just would go to. Burger King, and I've always said I like their iced tea, and I'd go in the morning just to get an iced tea. Uh-huh. Literally the first day, like, I've been drinking this tea, that good, quote-unquote, good tea for a week. I went yeah. to Burger King, and I was like, blah, and I was just like, <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, Katie, tea's, iced tea's ruined for me. And then oh, I went back man. the next day, and it, it was normal. It was just yeah. a bad, they over-brewed oh, okay. it. Okay. <laughs> but I was just like, I got screwed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but what I'm pairing it with tonight is um and kevin i I don't i don't know if i told you about this but katie got me also for my birthday a bunch of the mini vodkas so i can Mm -hmm. try a bunch of different vodkas Uh but because you had bought me a full bottle of this i am trying the mini uh crystal skull vodka bottle (laughs) 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 and so for me yeah my 40th uh kevin and his wife got me a, a bottle of crystal skull vodka 
which if you're not aware of is a joint venture with Dan Aykroyd, the actor. Mm -hmm. He created this in, I don't know, the mid two thousands or something. Um, and it's like consistently a high ranking vodka, Mm -hmm. um, of, of, of flavor. And, uh, we, we tried it. I, I liked it. Uh, it's got a really cool bottle. It's a, yeah. you know, it's like a crystal skull. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for the, the unique bottle. Yeah, now, yeah. Now, what's interesting is with this exotic blend, um, this tea, I've, I've tried a bunch of these different Herbal Sage Tea Company teas, and they're all good and stuff, but this black tea is like the one that clicked with me. It's just a tea in the morning, and mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, this is good and stuff. I was a little worried what adding vodka to what it would be like would it would it there'd be too many competing flavors mm-hmm. uh, because normally if i i make a tea and vodka i'll use pure leafs just unsweet iced tea right right or tea um but i've got to say these two are like a match made in heaven because it's very good it's i barely even notice the vodka which might be a bad thing right i might just be drinking a pitcher of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like give me that crystal skull i'm just gonna pour the whole thing into the pitcher you know but um <laughs> Uh, it, 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 the tea itself is very, um, what'd be the right term? Like a wintergreen flavor, you know, like when you get a wintergreen gum mm-hmm. and you, after you eat the gum, it's like, it makes your mouth kind of like cold yeah. almost. Uh-huh. Th- that is how the tea, when you're drinking it, makes your mouth feel. Okay. But when you add the vodka to it, it kind of smooths that out a little bit. So it's not as intense, but I'm not... I don't feel it fighting at all. A lot of times when I use a pure leaf and just like a, a Tito's or some other vodka, you can immediately taste like, oop, yep, this definitely need, needs mixed a lot more. Like mm-hmm. that vodka is way too up on the top. I need to mix it. This one, I didn't mix at all. It yeah. just kind of blended in. It, it's good. So if you want to try it, yeah, it's, it's the Herbal Sage Tea Company. It's their exotic black tea bag or tea in tea bags is what I use and I cut them open, but you can get it in a loose leaf one too. Uh, with the Crystal Skull vodka. And I, I think this is just their... I know Crystal Skull has a lot of different versions. This is just their uh, regular vodka, I think. It's just 40% alcohol. Um, mm-hmm. So I think this is just their standard one. I, uh, so try them out. They're pretty good. I'm really digging them. So to kick off tonight, Kevin, you know, it's October. I was thinking I would give an update on my one of my uh, challenges for 2021, which, you know, uh, we discussed, you, you've got your challenge and I've got my mm-hmm. challenge for this year is to give up bread. <clears throat> well, I made it till about July <laughs> of not eating any bread. Uh-huh. Um, and again, why, uh, just to recap, I, I do this more to change my mental process on what, what do I need yeah. When I yeah. go out to eat uh, right. you know, with French fries or other things. Um, and so it wasn't necessarily, oh, I'm giving up bread forever. I just wanted to be like, you know, how, how can I rethink my meals? I don't need a sandwich every time. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of problems that I'd run into is like, oh, I just get fried stuff without the sandwich, you know, and it was never about health, really. It's more about just changing my mental thought on having bread all the time. Mm hmm. And then like July hit, and I was just like, man, I just really want like a cheeseburger with bread, <laughs> right? Like a, a cheeseburger without bread is good. Yeah. But you know what's really, really good is a cheeseburger with bread. <laughs> but what's interesting is um, our friend growing up, he was always a cereal half bread eater. We would go to racks, and he would take off half the bun. 
hmm. and eat the other, you know, eat the sandwich. Uh-huh. Because uh-huh. he always said there's just too much bread. The meat to bread ratio wasn't right, enough for right. him. And, of course, we always made fun of him and stuff for this. And um, I was like, you know what? I'll just try that. I'll, I'll just try it. I'll get I'll get a cheeseburger. I'll just I'll, I'll I'm, I'm cheating, right? I'm eating bread, but I'm eating half the bread I normally would. Mm-hmm. So I, I would get a cheeseburger and I would just eat it with just half a bun. And I was like, whoa, that's actually really good. Like I'm getting <laughs> I'm getting the bread need. Yeah. Without yeah. all that extra bread that normally causes a lot of weird sugar rush and like a lot of carb, you know, overload and stuff that mm-hmm. happens when you mm-hmm. kind of stop eating bread. And I was like, oh my God damn it, Roach. And that, that was the friend. I was like, he's right again. So I had to text him. I'm like, you, you were right all along. Your 16 year old Roach was just like, and he's like, no. And he said, whoa, 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 whoa. To be fair, and just to, 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 to correct you, I didn't throw the other bun away. I just ate it after I ate the sandwich. <laughs> I was like, of course you did. No, I'm not doing that. So I, so yes, I failed my challenge. Um, but the one good thing is, is I'm not getting bready sandwiches all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I would, but when I do, I'm only eating half the bread. Right. And so mm-hmm. it's, it's been a pretty good, steady uh what is that four months that i've been doing that if i get a sandwich it's just yep half that bread goes away i give it to my daughter or you Mm -hmm. know like put it in the compost but i it's strange because even just cutting out that little amount has um lessened that kind of car brush feeling that i would get Mm -hmm. if i ate a sandwich and i just kind of feel gross afterward yeah yeah and um, because if you ever go low carb or keto, any of that stuff, you quickly realize all those sugars are what makes you feel gross afterwards. Okay. It's, it's pretty amazing. Like if you, if you just do low carb for a bit and then a week later you eat some like four pieces of bread, you'll be like, yeah. oh, oh, and that's all it is. It's just bread. Right. But it's all right. that sugar in there. Now, if you eat 10 pounds of steak, you're going to get the meat sweats and feel gross, but it, it's a different gross feeling than mm-hmm. when you're carbed up mm-hmm. and, uh, so it's just it, it's kind of a, an interesting feeling. So that's my update. I failed, but I learned something along the way. <laughs> <laughs> you know that reminds me of so like Melissa. She she still does this. She eat when she eats pizza. She'll eat the pizza and then I, I'm I'm not talking like a thin thin crust pizza. I'm talking like you know that has like the kind of the fat fluffy crust at at the the back. She'll she'll eat the pizza and not eat that fat crust on the yeah, back. No, I do that too. And I'm like, <laughs> so like her plate is just left just all with, crust with all this crust. And I was like, this is good crust. You're letting go. But just imagine that'd be all crumbled up in your stomach as a ball if you, yeah. if you ate all that crust. <laughs> so I I still eat her crust. <laughs> Kevin, you will do very well the uh, Tory and Kenzie method of. Um, when your son is old enough, just don't eat, don't make any food for yourself or order any food. Just wait for your son to finish yeah. not eating any of his food. And then you just eat his food. And then you're like, yep, that's my dinner. <laughs> it's his leftovers, <laughs> which is economical and smart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially how big some of the portion sizes of a uh, kid's kid stuff is. Oh my God. Know? We, we went to, um, a restaurant and I, they they had many corn dogs and I was like Lily likes corn dogs but yeah. kid doesn't like corn dogs and right. so I got many corn dogs these were just literal giant corn dogs <laughs> and there was two of them 
on a bed of fries. And I'm like, like, I know Americans are like fat, you know, because this was like a Mexican restaurant. So this is the kids menu of the American uh-huh. restaurant that has like a cheeseburger, right? And, yeah. And, yeah. Hot dog. and I'm like, but come on. Like, <laughs> like what do they think regular size corn dogs are? Like, you know, foot long corn dogs yeah, are the regular yeah. ones. But <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, speaking of uh, challenges, uh, do you, you want to give an update on your, your running challenge from your wife? Yeah. So um, for the people that haven't been listening, um, my wife uh, wanted me to go ahead and, and sign up for a race because it would it would force me to, to get out there and actually run. Um, uh, if you go way back to the, the beginning of the year, Michael had challenged me to, to do a marathon and that quickly like disappeared um, because it's just like to, to be able to be marathon shape, you need minimum 16 weeks of training. Um, that's usually like what the, the training programs are. It's sort of 16 weeks long. Um, and then to be fair, we did give you a whole year. Yeah. Yeah. So that's 52 weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. What? Yeah. Okay. So, um, um, so it, it, it was a very lofty, lofty, yeah, it was, challenge our goal right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so anyways um my wife was like you need to sign up for for a race and i was like okay you know so i'll do um a couple years back i did the the hungry turkey 10k it's in uh, downtown columbus and and so um and we're actually just a, a little over a month away from that um so i've been out there running um it's still not my frequency of running is still not great. Um, I would really like to be doing, uh, like two, three times a week. Um, sometimes I get two in, sometimes I just get one in, but my mileage, I don't have any doubt that I'll be able to finish it. Um, because like my last run, I just did a a five mile run. Um, and I wasn't too terribly sore. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and that's also what's kind of nice is with me, uh, running for as long as I have, it's just like, I really know, I, I know my body enough where I know not to go. Like I, I know not to push. Um, if, if something's hurting, I immediately I'm like, okay, I'm, it's just not happening. So I, I'm not like trying to overdo it. And, and I don't feel like I could overdo it because if there's any inclination of like pain or anything, I immediately stop because I know that's like the worst thing to do is to to, like push through pain when, Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to running. Um, but one thing that's been interesting is I've kind of broken one of my rules, um, is so for years and years and years, I, I strictly ran without music. Um, I, I had a, a close call with a dog once and I didn't, I vowed never to, to run with music again or, or not music, but headphones in. Yeah. Um, but the past couple times, um, I've been running with music and to be honest with you, like, I feel like I probably couldn't have done it without the music. Like mm-hmm. if it wasn't for the music, like I probably would have given up at like mile two or something like that. And so it's it's funny. So it's quickly shifted because now I feel like I almost, at least I with the training aspect of it, I need it. Like yeah. I need it to like give me that extra kick in the ass to like go out there and do it. Yeah. Um, because like you know, like I usually do it at the end of the day. 
Um, I've been with my son all day long. I'm I'm tired mentally. So, so you're not physically. going running with him yet, are you? No, no, I haven't. I haven't tried that yet. Um, uh, do, are you using AirPods or something equivalent that has the transparency feature? I have I have AirPods, but they don't have the. Okay, the, those are just the Pro versions, right? Y- uh, yeah, they they don't have like a transparent uh, feature. I on I, I would I would treat yourself tomorrow. Mm-hmm. By doesn't have to be AirPods Pro. Right. There's there's lots of headphones that do it now, but it is game changing because it has built in microphones that allow you to hear the music, but it also pumps in the sound from outside. So mm. it, it it's almost like you're wearing transparent headphones so okay. you can still hear everything yeah, so from a yeah. safety standpoint if somebody's honking etc or whatever you still hear everything you hear right. your breathing etc and stuff right. it's really 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 nice hmm. um it, it is awesome like everybody talks about the noise cancellation in the, the new airport and it doesn't have to be airpods pro there's tons of in-ear yeah, monitors yeah. that do this and stuff but everybody talks about the noise cancellation which works great too but I think the the better feature is that transparency. I mm. use that constantly because it just feels it's it's weird because you wouldn't think it'd feel natural. You're like, oh, I'm supposed to hear the music. I shouldn't mm. be able to hear stuff out. But yeah, you're like, yeah. once you turn that on and you're like, I'm going for a walk. Oh, I can still hear birds singing, mm. but I'm hearing music. It, it, yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's kind of mind blowing the first five minutes you hear it. Yeah. And then you get used to it and you're like, okay, whatever. That's just how music works now. Right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it, I would, I, I dude, especially now that you're running with it, I would, I would get it mm-hmm. just from a safety standpoint. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. it, 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 it is, I, I think it'd be game changing for you right. running, especially right. now because you're listening to music while running. Yeah, yeah, and and one one thing that I I have been doing, and I've been doing this a long time, and uh, I will recommend any runner um, to to do this as well is you always run against traffic um, because that way you can see the cars coming, and if you need to make a hasty exit, you can quickly dash out of the way. Um, so it, it's it's something that I I've been doing for a long time, mm-hmm. but because um, we have like kind of a shared uh, bike trail mm-hmm. uh, where I live that shares with the road, and I always run against the cars, um, so that way mm-hmm. I can see the the cars coming. Uh, now that's not really going to help me if a car like goes left of center and like <laughs> plows well, me over, but yeah. but at least I can like you're see, aware. Yeah. yeah see that traffic and, coming, and, and that's not just true just for running. Anybody, you're walking, you're mm-hmm. riding a bike, you know, uh, not a bike, sorry, you should be riding with the traffic. But like, if you're doing anything, you should be going against the traffic because mm-hmm. of that reason that yeah. you can follow. Yeah. You know, and, and I can't tell you how many times like I've seen cars pass and they're like on their phone and they, they could quickly just the car could just come a little too far to the right, you know, mm-hmm. and. And so, like, I'm I'm always kind of on guard. Like, if there's a car coming, like, I'm yep. watching that car, making sure, like, okay, if I have to, like, dive, <laughs> dive to the, you know, to the left, I can, I can do it. But, um, but yeah, anyways, and, yeah. And, no, that's, that's a good thing, because at the end of the day, it might be the car's fault, 100%. But, like, you have to be aware as a runner, whatever, on the street, mm-hmm. that they have a 2000 pound vehicle, right? And so you have to be prepared, still go running, Mm -hmm. but 
do everything you can do to be prepared in that event that something happens, right? Yeah. You can't be aloof or not right. think about it and just right. be like, oh, it was their fault. They just came out of nowhere. Well, yeah, yes, yeah. it's still their fault, but what what could you have done to been prepared? Mm-hmm. Don't just be silly about it. Yeah. Still go out there, do your thing, but, um, you know, um, <laughs> one of the podcasts that Katie listens to is like a true crime podcast that it's two women uh, called uh, My Favorite Murder. And, you know, like, I, I think they've done more murders, but I, the big premise is it's a, it's a very female-listened podcast. Mm-hmm. And so one of the taglines is, is, stay sexy, don't get murdered, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not putting blame on the victims. Like, oh, well, you shouldn't have been wearing that yeah, skirt because then the yeah. guy wouldn't have killed you. It's right, like, right. no, go ahead and wear the skirt. But make sure you know all the best things to do in a, a bad situation. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like... Uh, have your mace, have your uh, scream fire, wh- whatever the things is, fight and scratch and bite and claw and all that type of stuff, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, because there's still going to be those douchey people that go and try and do horrible things, right? Mm-hmm. Same with cars. Cars yeah. are stupid, driven by stupid people that shouldn't be driving cars. And I would love to know the percentage of that. It's probably way over 50%. <laughs> <laughs> but you as a runner, you can be like, you know what? I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that in that event and it run against traffic is a perfect example of that. Yep. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, uh, like I, like I said, uh, kind of just a little over a month left in, in, uh, the race or until the race. So it'll, it'll be good. It'll be interesting. Um, I still don't know how they're going to do it. Uh, because it's, it's weird. They, I, they, they had some type of thing. So I haven't like, even though I'm signed up for it, like I haven't been charged for it yet. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, and I think it had something to do with, uh, like if they had to cancel the race because of COVID outbreaks, like yeah, yeah. It, they didn't have to like refund crazy amount, you know? So, and so, so their thing says like, we'll, we'll bill you a month out from the race or something. Mm-hmm. So. I haven't checked on it in a few weeks, but I, I, I'm pretty sure it's still going on, um, but I still haven't paid for it yet. So <laughs> I'm signed up, but I still haven't paid for it yet. So How how much is the race? Like, Is it like 50 bucks, 85 bucks or something? Because you get like, um, a decent yeah, swag, I th- right? I think it's like, yeah, 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. I think it was about 50 bucks. You, you get a, a finisher medal. Um, you, you get a shirt, uh, like a long sleeve uh, um a workout shirt nice, with it nice. as well. <laughs> I when when I started running with Katie and doing like actual five Ks and ten Ks and stuff, I was like, you know what, I should probably keep these medals. And for a while I kept them, but then like a few years ago my dad gave me all my swim trophies. Uh-huh. Which like maybe only a tenth of them were actual achievements. Yeah, yeah. The other the other one was like I don't even remember what some of them were like. It just felt like we got a thousand trophies all the time and stuff. Um, and my my mom was like, "Here's all your trophies." I was like, "I'm not going to put them in a, like a, a case or something." Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't really care about my second place trophy from this invitational, right? Like, yeah. I mean, at the yeah. time, I guess I did, and but it, it, it maybe when I'm sixty, I'll be like, "Damn it, why did I get rid of those right, trophies?" Right. You know, but it's like. <laughs> It's kind of how I felt about my run. I was like, yes, I completed this. Uh-huh. 
But like the completion trophy, I don't really like, right? Or not even trophy, the medal, right? If I had won my my division, okay. you know, I'm yeah. 38, you know, and they're like 35 to 40, and it's just like, oh shit, I won yeah. this division. Yes, give me the medal, and then that would be something I would mm-hmm. I would like cherish. Like, right, yeah, right. I, I competed against or I, I beat this, but just the completion medal kind of feels like, eh, like. I don't care, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I don't need this trinket to remember it by. I have pictures and my own memory. You know, my memory <laughs> will fade, but that's why I have pictures of it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> or you could just have like a complete mahogany uh, trophy case in your basement and just have it like lit, and you could just anytime people come over, this is like Michael's Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Michael from from six until eighteen has all these trophies, and then there's a twenty year gap. And then he's got a bunch of like running participation trees. (laughs) Congrats, you completed a 10K. (laughs) And then your daughter's like, my dad was a legend. Yeah, he's a legend. (laughs) He's still an athletic uh, prime specimen in his 40s, running 5Ks at 10 10 minutes a mile. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to hear about your, uh, your work. Uh, and, and I think you told me you, you've been doing some traveling with that. So, uh, I'm interested to hear what, what's been going on. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's interesting that Kevin is transitioned to being a stay at home dad and I am fully transitioning out of being a stay at home dad. Mm-hmm. And, and I think I've mentioned it before to, to people, the, the listeners of the show, that when I transitioned to being a stay-at-home dad, I, I still had some clients that I would do hourly work with mm-hmm. during the week. Mm-hmm. And for a while, it was like doing it in the evenings, or I would do it early in the morning. And that was because Katie generally works, depending on her schedule, she works on West Coast time sometimes. So we could make it work where... I'd be working in the morning for a few hours. And then once she went to work, that's when I would transition to, you know, at like 9am is when I'd be done with quote unquote work yeah, and then go up and, and then do dad duty. And that works pretty well. And one of the things, um, <laughs> we were so optimistic early in the summer. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, we got our vaccinations and you know, cases are down. Everything's mm-hmm. great. And, mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, this is great. And it's like, you know what? One of the things we we definitely felt with our daughter was that lack of human-to-human contact with other kids her age, right? Um, She was over two, and she was communicating with us. But what we would have people recognize is we would understand what she was saying, right? Because we live with her all the time. Mm, And she has kind of her own way of saying stuff. It's close, but not really. But other people were struggling to understand the words that she was saying. And, you know, a lot of things were read uh, that are just like, yeah, you have isolated kids. They they can speak with the people that are around them all the time, uh, but they have a huge boost when they're around other kids their age. And so we were like, well, we would like to get her into some type of uh, program, uh, like daycare or something, even mm-hmm. just for a little bit, just to get her around other kids. And since yeah. COVID cases were down and we were vaccinated... Uh, obviously our daughter can't be vaccinated yet, which the second they allow two in years and up, we are like first in line. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that. We're going in. (laughs) Um, and 
so we were like, let's, let's get her in. And in, in Athens, there's, there's not a ton of places that, that do this stuff. But one of the nice things of being on a university campus is you have a ton of professors that have children, right? And so mm-hmm. there's a lot of different options. It's not just like Athens is very uh, rural and, and in a poor county. But because of the university, it's this uh, kind of like, you know, hub of yeah. – Stuff you wouldn't get other places, right? Right. I mean, you would get it up in Columbus, but Columbus is the largest city in, in Ohio, right? But you know, you might not get in Lancaster or mm-hmm. another city that might mm-hmm. be larger than Athens. And so we had a lot of choices, right? It wasn't just oh, take her to the Y, which I went to the Y, which is nothing wrong with the Y, but like take her to the YMCA the after school program. They, they've got stuff, you know. Um, so it was interesting because. We were trying to like be like, well, we could put her in here and put her in here, but everything was backed up, right? One place mm. was like two years out, yeah. one was six months out, one was eight months out, and I was like, well, shoot, like let's just try and get her in everywhere and where yeah. the place goes first. And so we started sending her to daycare, and it was just like immediate. Within a few weeks, she was just talking so much more, uh-huh. right? It's not perfect, but it's it's a two year old talking, right? Yeah, <laughs> like it's, yeah. It's, it's like a doobly it's so how would you do today i mean i'm sure there are two and a half year olds on youtube that talk that yeah way. that is not my daughter <laughs> um uh but anyways with with that i was talking i was like well i can pick up more hours now right i'm i mean i'd love to just still keep my old hours and then just chill all day that'd be yeah. great but like <laughs> my purpose for the last year and in, in however long year and a half was stay at home dad and so i reached out to some former um, employers. And I mean, I kept the, the, the companies that I had and I picked up some more hours with them and, and one thing that led to another. And I have a, f- a few former colleagues that started at a new company mm-hmm. and they got me in contact with the company. And so I, I just started doing some contract work for them. And one of the things that, you know, we've talked about in the past, we even had the, the, the Nashville episode when I was in Nashville, I was there for an event. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because it's hard to describe what I do when I go to these events, right? Like, I I guess if I had to put a title on it, it's event producer. Okay. Right? Like, but it's like so much more than that, (laughs) right? (laughs) And and it's it's weird because like... I I had to put a title on it, like, oh, what are you going to be doing for us? Oh, I'm the event producer, like I'm the video producer, but I'm not just the video producer. I'm doing everything else and Mm -hmm. stuff, but... But what was nice about this event, and and I won't give too much detail, but I but I was on the East Coast, and um, we were streaming this event to Europe, uh, and it was back and forth mm-hmm. conversation between Europe and, and people in the United States. And then later on during the day, we had to stream to all employees in the United States, right? So it was Europe feeding through us, going out to all employees in the United States. Okay. And this is all stuff that is doable, right? We live in a world where this is the world we live in now. Um, but what's funny is it's not just like, oh, yeah, just use this program and you'll do it great. It's easy, mm-hmm. right? Because everybody has their own limitations. Everybody has IT concerns with security concerns. Right. You right. can't use this program because they're not vetted through IT. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, here's what you have to use. And it's like, all right, well, how do we, we do this? And it's like, and it's funny because I haven't been nervous about stuff in a long time. And I think it's because I hadn't been to an event and like this in a while that I was, I was like, not nervous, but I was just like, 
I'd, I'd forgotten all my bags of tricks and like yeah. I was telling you before I I'd I'd literally brought all my equipment right just because just in case I needed it yeah but yeah. I knew I didn't need 95% of it but it was just that one time like oh shoot I need a mic clip because we want to mm-hmm. put this mic on this table or do this right right and when I was there and after the event was over I was just like oh yeah I, already, I had already made my travel bag that I discussed on episode like 10 or whatever right <laughs> my travel bag of goodies right yeah, this yeah. is the bag of all the cables that I've come across over the 50 events that I've done in the last five years it's it's this micro USB. It's this mini USB. It's this, you know, it's this one. It's this. It's a USB extender cable. It's mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. this XLR to quarter inch cable. It's this XLR to an eighth inch cable because I might not have, <laughs> you know, it's just all this silly stuff, right? Um, yeah. But because I had gotten out of the groove of these events, mm-hmm. I just like overdid it, right? And I was just like, I'll bring every single microphone I have just in case i didn't use a single microphone yeah yeah we use the mic I, I rented a bunch of stuff i used the mics we rented but i was like i can't trust that the mics like i trust my own gear right yeah i know it works right right i'm running this stuff it's coming and then it's just like well i can try it on site but if something happens i'm not just going to run to sam asher guitar center and buy <laughs> 300 worth of gear you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it, it was interesting because like i was um apprehensive about like do am i doing all that i can for this and then once it started it's just kind of like having a kid it's just my brain clicked and i was just like eh, i'm doing it yeah yeah you know i i've got this right and it and it's it's a really good feeling to be in a like somewhat stressful situation and just be calm mhm just something goes wrong i've got two backups right that camera goes out don't worry i'm gonna go back to the backup camera it's not great but we're not losing a signal the worst thing to happen is we lose a video feed yeah yeah right it's not gonna be the best video feed i'm gonna figure out what happened to the camera because i had an hdmi switcher with multiple cameras going on so we had zooms and all this stuff you know Uh and and it's just like that's why you prepare for stuff. And I, so even then I had to fall back to my backup of my backup. And I was like, that's why I have three backups, right? Like, cause like <laughs> we lost that mic and then we lost yeah. this mic and then we lost the room mic. And I was like, okay, back to my, that mic. And I was just, nobody noticed. They might've noticed on the other end hearing a difference with echo or something. Right. But it was just, I don't know. It, it like, it reinvigorated me of why I liked doing that type of stuff because mm-hmm. I've always split myself it's funny how my career has gone where I'm not just a graphic designer, right? And I use my knowledge of computer science is the reason that I got into the field that I did, right? Of mm-hmm. With my companies. Like, well, Michael can do a lot of front-end and back-end development, but he's a designer and does this stuff, right? And so I get that connection into web developers at companies, et cetera, but then at the same time, the reason I got into events is because not because I went into live production or studied that. It's because yeah. I was in a band for 25 years. Mm-hmm. And my literal first day at my job in D.C. was they were putting on a big event with like 200 people. And I was just there. And I noticed that the like on-site computer person uh-huh. was struggling with stuff. And I was like, hey, I'm just, you know, I can help out. You know, like I noticed that the computer monitor wasn't on. And they're like, oh, my God. And it's it's not their fault. It's because they were, like, trying to deal with, like, 10 fires. Yeah, yeah. And it was a simple thing. And they're like, well, how about this? Can you try and figure this out? And I was like, sure. 
And then like my boss at the time was like, Michael is the savior. Come in. And I was just like, but it, that little thing allowed me to connect with some of the event staff at the other company. And then it like grew to a bigger thing. And it's like, well, Michael could just, you know, like it, and so, but it became this thing that I never would have expected I would have liked doing. Mm-hmm. So it's my one bridge to playing live. I don't play music, but I understand live performances. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I understand all the problems that will happen with microphones. Mm-hmm. It, this hundred year old technology that like, sometimes the cables are just crap. And yeah. so you need backup cables. Right. 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 Um, and so it, it's kind of fun because it is a performance. So like when I'm doing the the switching and stuff, I'm like listening to the performer and, you know, doing all that stuff. I'm like, all right, we're going to zoom in on this person because I, I expect them to come next. Cause they're like, Steve, what are you talking about? And I'll be like, mm-hmm. Steve's ready. You know, like, so it's kind of fun. It's kind of like I'm performing with them, you know, in a yeah, very yeah. silly way. Right. Um, and so it, it, it made me realize I, I missed that aspect um do not miss traveling at all (laughs) (laughs) i drove there um it was a an eight-hour drive but you know what's fucking awesome driving eight hours is in my wife's new car with the lane keep where it just drives itself pretty much Uh uh that is a literal game changer driving 600 miles or 500 miles whatever it is it was just because it doesn't drive itself right if i need to turn or whatever but it keeps it in the lane Right. And you have to keep your kind of hands on the wheel every like 30 seconds. It'll yell at you. Hey, put your hands on the wheel. But man, just like especially I hit there was a wreck coming back on 78 um, from New Jersey. And it was just like the combination of your painful attention and stuff. But just even having like the um, radar cruise control where it's just like, let's just slow down, you know? And it's just like, it just, I don't know, just little things like that. It just makes the fatigue of driving so yeah. much less Yeah, because I was worried that I was going to be pretty fatigued when I got back. Cause generally when I would drive back from DC or anywhere East like that, <clears throat> we would go through West Virginia and when you're on, right when you about, you hit 50, you got about two hours and it's like an hour and 45 minutes, hour and 50 minutes left. Where, where I'd meet uh, 50 there to get back to my house. Mm-hmm. And it's just mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm so close, but it's still an hour and yeah. 50 <laughs> minutes, right? Yeah. But this time, because normally that's, and especially through there, it's like, it's it's the mountains of West Virginia. So you're up and down and up and down mm-hmm. and there's just nothing. Mm-hmm. It's just dark. Yeah. And it was, it was fine. Because it, it just like that little, um, you know, you're still paying attention. You still have your hands on the wheel, but you're just like, I don't know. It's just like it 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 made it so much more pleasant mm-hmm. to to drive. Mm-hmm. And then fast forward, I've got to go to California in two weeks, so I can't drive there. I mean, I guess I could, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm leaving now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be there in a week. So, uh, the speaking of California, and I think this is where we'll leave on this episode. Is I'm hoping, knock on wood, that the next time you hear Kevin and I, we might have a special guest on. And I'll probably leave it there. So, Kevin, are you ready for another? (laughs) 